0: Welcome to the Let's See Grandma the Let's Career Let's See Grandma Warrior, Warrior, Podcast. Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the 93rd episode of the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we're going to talk about surviving a job you hate, why you will want to listen to this episode. You know you hate your job. Every time you come home, you lack energy and can't wait to complain to your closest friend about how much you hate your job. Or maybe it's even on a more subtle level, and your job is becoming progressively more life-sucking, and now you're unsure if you've made the right choice. You especially want to listen to this if you want a way out and you want to take some control of your situation. We are not here to throw you a pity party. We are here to help you cope with your situation, find hope in your situation, and get you into a better life. I brought on David Flynn. He's a good friend of mine, Austinite, and rising star in the world of online marketing. He has a diverse background in marketing, working for various companies, large and small, from his own company to companies as large as Facebook. Most importantly, he came on this podcast to speak from the heart and share advice on surviving a job you hate. We'll cover coping mechanisms and how to position yourself to move into a job that you actually love. So let's launch right into it with our 93rd episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Dave, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, Big fan of your work. I've seen it blossom. That means a lot. Thank you.
1: appreciate it. But I noticed one thing that's lacking. What's up? You need a few bits. You need some goofs. You need some gaffs. Okay. So we're going to do a little goof. We're going to do a little gaff.
0: Okay. Is that okay? Let's hear it.
1: I know we're backed up on time. But do you remember how we first met?
0: I believe we were working across from each other.
1: Was it a Friday afternoon?
0: It was Friday afternoon. What did we do on Friday
1: afternoons? <laughs> At fireball.
0: So uh, in- Dave is actually bringing out some Fireball shots as we speak right now. This this is a um, a, a career warrior first, but we're <laughs> celebrating the holidays a little bit early. I'm just so amazed because this brings us full circle in our friendship. And uh, this is good for my, my throat. Yeah.
1: You know, I was going to do just straight vodka, <laughs> but in keeping with tradition. And I knew you were a little sick. We're going to do a little fireball. All right. But to surviving a uh, less than ideal work experience.
0: Oh, man. Cheers to that. This Cheers, is awesome. Bud. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, that is not good. Oh, that tastes so good. (laughs) Well, you've just witnessed the first time I've ever taken a fireball shot. Maybe the first time anyone's taken a fireball shot on podcast. Um, What a great way to kick this off. So Dave Flynn, everyone. And um, I just want to transition into what brought you into this mess in the first place. You're going to have terrible times in your job. You're going to have
1: experiences that make you question yourself, make you question your career. Um, and that's kind of what brought me here, right? I wanted to talk about some of what I had experienced, um, in the hopes that we can help some folks out, right? So one of my experiences was an in-between point in my career, I had been a consultant, an ads consultant. Uh, I was recruited, uh, hired for the, for this role, super excited. Uh, things started off great, great team. Uh, had a fantastic leader. The product was amazing, um, and it was something that really checked off a lot of boss boxes for me, and, and tickled a lot of fancies, so to speak. And then things quickly f- kind of fell to the wayside. So right, the wheels started falling off. Uh, a lot of that was some changes that had been made. Um, the folks that I, you know, connected with and worked with on a daily basis as a team started leaving one by one, and then I was the last one left. And I was presented with even more of an opportunity, you know, to take this team that is going to be kind of built from the ashes and make it my own uh, and put my personality to it. What ended up happening is, you know, for faults of my own and and faults that were outside of my control, uh, I I just, you know, it became a terrible experience. Again, this is sort of an amalgamation of, of several experiences, but... There was a general culture mismatch between my executive leadership team and kind of what we were doing, offices in different places. Uh, There was a seeming lack of trust from my leadership for no reason. Was, you know, shaking, right? Especially when you've worked so hard to do these things and and you are performing, Mm -hmm. but you're getting constant feedback, whether that be direct, being told directly or indirect, you're no longer doing this. You're no longer in charge of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really just ended up being something that completely took over my life. You know, I think a lot of us have in common need to succeed. Right. Right. So once that is taken away from us, it makes you feel almost empty and it becomes pervasive in your life. And it's something that I think a lot of people take for granted in how it influences your happiness. If That makes sense. I'm going to try not to rant.
0: Uh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, and this is good. I'm sure there are a lot of other job seekers who are going through a very similar thing. Um, you know, consequently, like talking about reasons why we shouldn't stay in a job. And I think a lot of us, maybe some people who are listening right now are in a job that they shouldn't be in right now what would you say are some reasons you should not stay in your job and really think about moving on? I think we need to redefine what a dream job is. Okay.
1: Every job you're going to have is going to have cons, right? You're going to have tough times. You're going to have times where you're going to want to quit. Yeah. You're going to have times where you come home and you're not having a good time and you have a bad day. Um, Your dream job should overall be fulfilling, but it's not going to be a hundred percent fun and games, right? If it is fun, that's just like an added bonus. So we need to redefine. I think as a, I hate this expression. As a society, what a dream job means. It needs to tickle your fancy, right? But it also needs to be challenging. It needs to be rewarding, and it needs to be tough at the mm-hmm. very end of it. So, what are some reasons that you shouldn't stay in this job? It's not because it's not your dream job. We should we should stay away from that line of thought. Um, it's when you feel it affecting your life. Not just I had a crappy day. You're gonna have crappy days. You could have a crappy month. You could have a crappy quarter. Yada yada.
0: Right, yeah. You're
1: gonna be mopey. It's when you become the mope. When the mope defines you. You don't wanna be defined by how your terrible experiences affect you, if that makes sense. Sure. And I have a tough time tough time quitting. Um but you need to be able to de- delineate between okay i'm having a bad time at work and this job is terrible for me if that makes sense
0: yeah 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 it's and and like that's exactly what i wanted to delve into is like how you would know the difference between that but for you and your experience how did you know that it was a mismatch as opposed to just you were not having a good time yeah uh
1: i think a lot of that it has to do with introspection, right? We can get caught up in our own ideas of success and our own ego. So if you take a step back and you look at what is happening to you and you say, okay, this is genuinely my fault, or these are factors that I have no influence over that are affecting me. And to give an example, I knew I was succeeding. I knew I was doing a good job. I had folks telling me that, that weren't just giving me platitudes, that weren't just trying to, you know, fluff me up. I, I had objective measurements and how well I was doing, yet the outcomes that were, you know, given to me or placed upon me were negative, were completely negative. And it's at that time you have to say to yourself and you have to be honest and say, okay, is this me, or is this something else that I can't influence? Uh, I really knew what was—it was bad, and it was going to be bad for a long time. And I knew I need to get out when, you know, my wife would notice how S-H-I-T-T-Y I I was all yeah. the time.
0: Yeah, um, that's a good uh, a good call out there. Yeah,
1: people close to you will, will be the first ones to call it out. They'll notice changes in your personality and your emotions. Um, and I think that was kind of a slap in the face. Thankful to have a very supportive wife. She's my best friend. Love you, babe. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's super honest with me, and she will proverbially slap me in the face when I'm out of line, or if I am not aware of how I'm acting. So when I realize when she when she brings this up and I'm getting this feedback from her, that's when I know it's like okay, let's take a step back. Let's see, is this. A function of my job that's changing me as a person. And at that point, it's too late. You need to be able to recognize that before that happens, which unfortunately I wasn't able to do. I think that's kind of when, when I knew that it was more than just like a, Oh, I have a terrible job. Oh, I have a crappy job. It's, Oh no, this is an awful experience.
0: Yeah. And I think it's so important to differentiate between like, if the experience is terrible and whether or not this is going to deteriorate, deteriorate your soul (laughs) afterwards. I've had moments in my life where I felt like I should have quit a job too. And I just couldn't do it because I'm, I'm not a quitter. I've always said that in my, my soul, but there really are some good times to quit. And I've had to remind myself that, but thanks for bringing that to light. And thanks for opening up with your story. And it, it takes a lot of vulnerability to come on the show to express these things. But like I said, I couldn't not have you because I think there just got to be tons of other people who are listening and saying the same thing. I appreciate that. I feel like
1: I'm the least qualified person you've ever had on your podcast. (laughs) So so that's great.
0: This is why you're the most qualified person for this podcast in this episode (laughs) is because it's perfect. So I want to transition here into the heart of the podcast here. Um, If I could really boil this down to one thing, it's really getting people motivated and giving people hope in those situations. So what were some healthy habits that you had established to help you cope with being in a job you did not like?
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, You know, first and foremost, there's a time and place to embrace wins, right? You're going to have successes, even in a terrible job, you'll likely have successes, Um, I think one thing that I did that I wasn't recognizing uh, at the time was, was that I was dwelling or settling with, you know, these small wins, maybe treating them or elevating them to an extent that they shouldn't have been, you know, saying like, oh, look, this little thing that I did proves everything. It's good. I feel you. Embrace those things. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Embrace those things. Those should fuel you, but they shouldn't like define your success, if that makes sense. Exactly. kind of. A mindset change, if you will, and, and I can talk further about that. But I'm Please. a big, I'm a big believer in you know look good, feel good, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean be pretty or be some sort of ideal physically or mentally. It means treat yourself well, and functionally you will perform better. Uh, drink a lot of water. I know that <laughs> seems so silly, and people laugh at that all the time. But you, you try it. Go an entire week without drinking anything but water and 64 ounces a day minimum. If you can do a whole 128, (coughs) that's where you should be at and see how it changes you. You fall asleep easier. You wake up faster. You don't need that coffee in the morning. Do I still drink coffee? Sure. I've got a Coca-Cola right here as well, Um, but drink a lot of water stay active. Try Just try it out. Go, go for a walk, go for a run. If you can't run, go for a walk, ride a stationary bike for 15 minutes and and tell me how you feel afterwards.
0: Yeah. You're going to feel good. Yeah, exactly. That's how the body works biologically. Yeah, it's true. And, and the, the whole like neurotransmitters and everything, like your, your dopamine serotonin levels and all that feel good energy definitely comes straight from the source of nutrition and sleep too.
1: Nutrition, big thing as well. And just going, I just like the saying: "Look good, feel good." If you exercise, if you eat healthy, if you hydrate, you're putting yourself, or rather, changing your baseline, right, to be higher or, or being more flexible than uh, it would normally be. So you're going to be able to, you know, process your highs better. You're going to be able to process your lows better. Um, I think that's huge. Some other things were. I'm lucky enough to find a, a, a huge passion that I've had my entire life. That's really more sp- <laughs> spiritual than anything else, um, and that's that's playing hockey. As trivial as that sounds, um, but I play and I coach, and I really find myself being myself when I'm on the ice, um, and using that as a level setting exercise. You know, you go into something. You go into work, your mind's going a mile a minute. You're driving into work. You're thinking about, especially if you're in a terrible situation, you're thinking about all the terrible crap that's going to happen to you over the next 8 to 12 hours. Find something that allows you to reset and wipe that hard drive, allows you to start from fresh, whether that be for 15 minutes or two hours or however long. you got to find something to fill in that gap. It's filling a hole in your body that's absent because of the experiences you're going through.
0: I love that. Yeah, you got to reconnect with your passion and we um just our episode that went out with Hillary Constable, she talks about um Workaholism, which I would say is somewhat related to being in a job that you don't like, because you're not doing good things to your your mind and your body and your soul. Um, but she says it's so incredibly important to reconnect with your hobby or your passion or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that is just something you strictly enjoy. Yeah. Um, it's it's really good for us. For
1: sure, for sure. Um, you know, even going even further than that, just make yourself uncomfortable. You know. Yeah. Um, I've never had a an overtly poor experience come out of being uncomfortable and i obviously draw lines in certain situations of course but putting yourself and pushing your boundaries and making yourself uncomfortable it's fun yeah nervousness and excitement (laughs) are the same emotion
0: yeah i love that same emotion i'm trying to think of something uncomfortable i can do like this weekend just to get myself out there. It
1: doesn't even have to be like, well, this is super weird. (laughs) It can be like, I don't know. I did. I like to read a lot and I kind of (coughs) lapsed in reading. And and even when I was reading a ton, I would read nonfiction because that's just kind of my bag, right? History and things like that. I started reading fiction. Nice. And I was just like, this is great. Yeah. I, I
0: love that. I put yeah. the
1: phone down. I, you know, I dropped the video games and I just started reading a ton and I was blowing through like, yeah. like I read Stephen King's The Stand on a bridge, which is like 1400 pages. I read that in like three days and it was great. Oh wow. And I had such a good time. But going back to kind of what are the healthy habits that, that I was practicing and, and trying to implement, um, again, going back to my wife, um, and going back to my parents, uh, my dad and my, well, my grandmother specific, specific, specifically those two, my father and my, and my grandmother were, were have pretty high expectations, but they're fair and they're objective. So I'd always grown up with this idea of what success was and having such high expectations for myself kind of left me to be nothing but disappointed in a situation like this and having my wife there to tell me that, to be the softer side and say hey no you're doing great even even like that trivial stuff like i love you no matter what i think having supporting people like that
0: definitely yeah is
1: so important but at the same time those supporting people also need to be able to be honest with you and talking about supporting people find somebody else to support I started coaching again. Uh, coaching hockey. I love that. I love seeing You started
0: uh, coaching during the period of yeah, your, I picked the jobs up. that you didn't exactly, like. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And it yeah.
1: was just at first it was just one, you know, one little session with, you know, under 8 kids just learning the game. And uh, I mean, of course I've got a huge passion for hockey and I love that. I love mm-hmm. that sport so damn much, but watching a little kid figure out like how to stop You know, you can see it in their eyes, not to talk in, you know, cliches or anything like that, but it's so rewarding. I started signing up for those things on LinkedIn to give advice and I've helped uh, several people out with not even like doing big things, just giving them answers to questions, reach out, volunteer, be a mentor, things like that. They're so spiritually, mentally and emotionally rewarding. It helps kind of backfill all the crap almost cursed uh, all the crap that <laughs> right. you're kind of experiencing in this terrible job
0: yeah that makes sense. yeah I love that one thing we talked about during our our conversation earlier was internal versus external locus of control because I think that might might be one of the most powerful things that you can bring to the table um, when it comes to having a mentality shift but Um, can you talk about what that looks like and what that did look like for you for sure when you were in that job in that position
1: yeah yeah this is something that you know maturing into an adult you know in your teenage years going into your 20s once you start figuring out people and their motivations and what makes people tick you can kind of see two veins of humans right people that blame others and people that take responsibility now there's always going to be a spectrum there right you can't be one or the other you're gonna be somewhere in the in between and lean lean to one side or the other that's locus of control someone that has an internal locus of control says i am the product of my decisions someone with an external locus of control says why me why did this happen to me i have no control over anything i'm the unluckiest person in the world and that's not the the mindset you should have right of course, again, we spoke about it earlier. There were circumstances that I couldn't control that have led to terrible job experiences. But you have to have ownership
0: as to how you got in that sure. situation. For sure. 100% back that up. And that yeah. is freeing.
1: It's like getting out of mental jail. Once yeah. you stop thinking the world is a cosmic, chaotic, which it is, force <laughs> acting against you, it's not. <laughs> you are, It's freeing. It's liberating. Yeah. You say, I'm in control of my destiny. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And what what a powerful shift that is because I mean I can imagine for someone who's truly not in a good position and I've spoken to a lot of people who've not been happy with their job. I've been one of them, but you feel like things are happening to you. You feel like I'm getting passed up in a promotion because my boss sucks. And then that's the only that's the only factor there and that's the only thing that has control over you. Sure. Or you feel like this is just not a city that I thrive in or this happened to me, but you know, what a really powerful shift if you can find a way to actually transition into that, you know, what that can do for you. I think that's, that's incredible, mm-hmm. but it's freeing. Yeah.
1: It, it's really freeing. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, again, it's a spectrum. There are going to be things that are out of your control. It's, it's how, true. It, what it's frequency true. are you blaming others and other things and what frequency are you taking Boom. responsibility? Bingo.
0: Bingo. That's it.
1: And I mean, all, you know, like. Being in a terrible situation, it's very easy and I was guilty of this. It's very easy to go, "Oh, why me?"
0: Right. Just take responsibility for what you can take responsibility for. How do you do that though? That's it's it's easier said than done. How did you do Introspection. that? Introspection. Be honest with
1: yourself. Do you suck? It's okay to suck. Everybody sucks at stuff. You know what Everyone I mean? Everyone sucks. Everyone sucks. So can you make that the title of this of this episode? Everybody sucks. <laughs> No, be honest with yourself. If you suck, that's okay. Work on it. Yeah. That's how it is. Do you think, uh, you know, not to use an athlete metaphor or anything like that, but you think like Michael Jordan was always good at, you know, baseline jumpers? No. You had to work on that.
0: Right, exactly. Was he
1: always a good rebounder? No. You had to work on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I... I think that's um, such a good call out. Maybe one of the most helpful things that people will hear on this um, if they have the other healthy stuff down. But taking control over a situation, even if it's a situation that you don't see getting better, you can still take control to get out of it somehow. So, 100%.
1: 100%. Just constantly working on yourself, constantly developing something new. Again, going back to putting yourself in an uncomfortable circumstance, uncomfortable situation, you're going to learn something out of it. You're going to learn. You're going to learn. Put yourself in situations <laughs> to learn rather than put yourself in a situation to be stagnant. I it, There's so much you can do. You can learn a new language, and that doesn't mean you'll ever even be fluent. Just go pick up, download Duolingo and start learning Italian or something like that. Mm-hmm. Who cares?
0: Yeah. That goes both ways.
1: Who cares? Who cares? Negatively and positively. Yeah. It's going to help
0: you. This is a, It's a good segue into my next topic here. I want to talk about staying fresh and marketable. One thing you talked about was the fact that you would end up learning those skills and languages and things like that. But mm-hmm. I just want to hear from your perspective what it takes to <laughs> to stay fresh and marketable during that time when you're just in a lot of pain.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So uh, kind of up until that point, this terrible work experience point, I was so focused uh, on a narrow kind of vein or channel in my industry, which was for background social um, and display advertising. I knew that if I need, if I was going to get the next job and I didn't want to settle for just a flat level job or anything, a lateral move, excuse me. Got I it. needed to, uh, I needed to at least have conversational knowledge and, and kind of a full funnel marketing approach. Now this is just advertising, but expand that to whatever industry you're in. If that makes sense. If you're a Python coder, learn another language. If you are, uh, if you are like a recruiter for a certain industry, learn another industry. You know, your head of HR knows all the industries, your head of recruiting or talent or whatever. It knows all the industries, make yourself a, a variable Swiss army knife, if you will. So I started, I taught myself SQL. I don't ever need that. It's fun. I kind of find it fun. I taught myself that just in case I needed to utilize my talents in an operative role, in a database role. Uh I, again, started reading again. Uh, I started being more proactive in approaching kind of tangential or, uh, you know, related fields to the career that I am developing. So learning sales. I mean, sales and advertising go hand in hand. Absolutely. Trying out new leadership tactics, learning new things, putting myself in uncomfortable positions, not to do another callback. But I would never listen to a leadership podcast. I listen to a lot of those. I would never read uh, a book on, um, you know, print advertising in the 30s. I read a book on print advertising in the 30s. Mm -hmm. Like do weird stuff. Do things that will help you out, even if they don't seem like they will help you out, if that makes
0: sense. And one thing you also mentioned was you rarely let your connections die. Um, Can you talk about how you've gotten jobs throughout your past? Has it been through applying online or what?
1: Sure, sure. Just as a preface, apply. Don't rely on connections. Apply, apply, apply. Okay. I, I think I mean you know better than me and then this and ninety two guests before this or however many uh know better than me at this. Apply. That's practice. That's practice, baby. Yeah. Start using that new language uh or new topic or whatever in conversation. Start working on building connections with somebody in the first five minutes of knowing them. Be relatable. Work on relations. Things like that. Never turn down a job interview, even if it's a job that you don't want, is underpaying, or is something that is completely out of your element. Of course, if you, have, if you don't have the time, yada, 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 that's fine. But never turn it down if it's good practice. Uh, I think a, a good example of connections is you and I. Mm-hmm. We don't really work together. Yeah, I still consider you a professional and personal connection and right. we've kept up after like what, 3 years?
0: Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> that's a I think
1: that's a good example, you know what I mean? Um but the jobs every every job that I've ever had that was worth anything I was referred by or referred to, if you will. Sure, yeah. Including the current one I'm in which is uh Chef's Kiss Such a Delight. It's, you know, it's a lot of work, but I'm I'm having a great time and it checks all my boxes. But Yeah. Leveraging your relationships with people, your peers, others that are higher above you, whether they're in your industry or not is so is so so rewarding in the end. I'll give you I'll give you an example sure someone that I worked with um, at Facebook way back in the day uh, she worked in finance I was on the advertising side. We just barely had any kind of overlap and we became friends uh, professionally and personally five years later that's who referred me to this job it's really such a good example of how you can utilize just being a human yeah to your benefit
0: i mean case in point of how you're able to be in a tough situation and then get out of that through staying fresh i mean you're not just letting yourself get sucked into this hole of not being happy with where you're at you're actually trying to go out stay relevant with the connections that you've made stay Mm -hmm. fresh with the skills Um, and i think if there's any message we could relay to the people listening to this podcast it's to continue to have hope in your situation and not to give up and not just to let yourself get sucked down in the quicksand of a crappy job that you hate so um, i think you're a really good example of someone who has seen the light so to speak and then moved across so
1: yeah confidence is key um whether that's forced or natural uh work on that don't fall off the cliff like i have and become a total arrogant egomaniac but (laughs) um you know be confident Uh, another thing you know is don't be afraid to jump ship again analyze ask yourself introspect is this actually a a terrible job or is this just a couple of experiences i'm having is this actually a terrible job or am i doing a terrible job but don't be afraid to jump ship, even if that is for, you know, a lateral move. You're a commodity. You don't really owe any loyalty to anyone. Now, if you're referred to a job, maybe second-guess that. You know, take, take another look at whether you just want to cut and run. Um, but don't be afraid to take a job that's a full-time position that this may be terrible advice, but I wholeheartedly support and, and stand by it. Take a job in the meantime. If you need to get out of a situation, you know, take... Whatever job you can get that allows you to free your emotions and your mental just pit that you're in. Not a bad, yeah. Yeah, you're a commodity. Act like one. Yeah. Keep looking for another job. Maybe the job that you just jumped into is going to be working out good for you. Um, Again, keep up with your connections. Put yourself in uncomfortable places. Network. A lot of people hate networking. I'm one of them. I do Mm -hmm. like being around people. I do like talking to people. But there's always a sense of like, kind of like airs.
0: It's a fakeness. I was going to say that. Yeah.
1: Put yourself in that situation. It's uncomfortable. Who cares?
0: Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. This sounds like a really good way to put a cap on it, but I I would, I would ask the question and I've, this has been my favorite go-to here, but if you could tattoo any question on anyone's forearm, what would it be? Or sorry, tattoo any statement of encouragement on someone's forearm, what would that statement be?
1: This won't be your last job. I think that's powerful, right? This won't be your last job ever. Even if it's your job that you'll have till retirement, you'll probably have another job after that, whether that be professional or personal, if that makes sense. Um, And just constantly be introspective. Don't be sold by a lot of the crap that people put out these days in terms of perks, the end of the day, (laughs) you know, a keg of kombucha isn't going to make you feel better, right? (laughs) It's the job itself. That's going to, that's going to really fulfill you. Yeah. Um, and you know, find, find a leader. This is, this is such a stark contrast and which is why I love my job so much. (laughs) My leadership now is they're tough, but they're supportive. I love them. Find yourself a leader. Find yourself somebody that not only wants you to grow, but cares. Yeah you know what i mean not only wants you to grow out of their own personal you know motivations cuz your job performance rolls up into theirs find somebody that cares that gives a, that gives an s <laughs> if you will if you will but this won't be your last job
0: i love that and what a great way to put a cap on it because you know me especially like when i'm in not good situations i feel like i'm I don't know, stuck, so to speak, you know. And that could just be like a mindset thing. That can just be where I'm at. But I think people need to know that they're they're not stuck and there's always another situation that can come up that's even better. So mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks for giving hope to job seekers. I think you've done yeah, a great job. Yeah, no, that. it gets better. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at,
1: look, any terrible situation you're gonna be in is is just a valley. You know what I mean? You're gonna get back on a peak. All right. Yeah. Just uh relax, do some introspection, you'll be all right.
0: Sweet. Well, right. Dave Flynn, you've been a great guest. How can people get in touch with you?
1: Oh man, I wish I had a plug. Uh, I've got nothing to plug. I guess you <laughs> could follow me on Instagram uh, if you like dogs and hockey. Uh,
0: How about uh, LinkedIn too? Oh Instagram? yeah, LinkedIn. Look me up. Why yeah. not?
1: I'll be your I'll be your connection. Ask me any questions. Uh, I have my little chat box for uh, what do you call that? Mentorship. Ask me anything. Uh, uh, things. Wh- whatever that function is in LinkedIn. Feel free to feel free to PM me, DM me, message me. Uh, I like helping people.
0: Yeah, send Dave that connection request seriously because yeah. I'm loving all the the requests that you all are sending me with questions you have. So send Dave something, especially if you're in the situation. What? Um, Wait a second. <laughs> get some get some support. You're trying to uh, <laughs> trying to offload your duties oh, on me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, Keep please feel you. feel
1: free to reach out. Yeah, and I can be uh, I can be a little bit more uh, candid, aggressive, uh, curse course. Uh, I can curse a little bit more if you real. guys want. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, happy to help. Again, I am probably the least qualified guest you've ever had. My field is pretty <laughs> narrow, uh, but I, you know, if I can help, I'll try.
0: What a great personality you bring to the show! Thanks for thanks <laughs> Chris, so much for please, coming thank on here, you, man. No, it's, it's a pleasure. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, this concludes our 93rd episode of the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast what great insights to take people into the deep, dark depths of a topic like this. But I think Dave did such a great job in doing that. And I I think we're going to have a really great um, response from this episode. Uh, A few recommendations I have for those of you who are listening to this and found this to be interesting. We have a show or we have an episode called when should you quit your job? That is our 31st episode. And that's with Clara Chorley. And, um, Let's let's plug again that that episode of nutrition. Um, I think that's a really good reminder time, to stay guys. hydrated.
1: Yeah. Um, no. W- what episode was
0: that? I think that that was somewhere in the fifties. We did a whole series on it. You'll so. have to edit this so you can <laughs> plug the real episode. Like Just th- watch all the episodes. How about that? And tune in. <laughs> you still do the Wednesday content, right? Um. Probably it's Wednes Monday and Thursday. Monday and Thursday. This. My yeah. bad.
1: My bad. Check out the check out all of Chris's content. Get your resume punched up.
0: I didn't have to do this closing bit. You just helped me out completely on this. I'm sorry if I took over. It's, it's that <laughs>
1: egotistical driven mindset. There. All
0: right. I'm, I'm cutting Dave's mic right now and I'm going to continue talking. It's good idea. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but really enjoyed this episode. And um, please look out for these links. I will post Dave's LinkedIn as well on the description. So if you're jogging, driving, whatever it is, make sure you stay safe out there. All right, Warriors, you enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you on Thursday. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people on their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks, guys, for being true warriors, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.